Welcome to Farmer Talk Radio. I'm Danny McCarthy. Today, I'm speaking with Thomas Klein, the founder and CEO of Be The Partner. Be The Partner provides a secure communication portal for clinical trial participants and alumni of trials and their sponsors. We'll be discussing how sites can do better in retaining participants for clinical trials. Welcome, Thomas. Hi, Danny, how are you? I'd love to start by discussing and getting your opinion about what are some of the big ways or points along the journey that we're losing patients throughout the clinical research process and what you think we can, we can be doing. Yeah, thank you for this question, Danny. So first of all, all measures today in clinical research serve the effectiveness of the implementation of a trial. And CROs are great partners of the industry in, in this sense. However, the focus is almost exclusively on patients included in studies. Retention and engagement of patients are understood as a tactical mission within a trial. So we know from statistics that on average only 8% of all patients acquired for a trial complete the trial. So first of all, what we should do here is ask the right questions. First is, what about the 92% of acquired patients who leave the trial early in pre-screening due to consent refusal or at, as a screen failure, or even those who leave during the implementation? And the other question is, why has there been no approach so far to keep these patients in a suitable form in a contact loop? And I'm, for me, the most important question, why is it accepted that patients who have completed the trial virtually vaporize at the end of the trial and are generally lost for follow-up? And here, we as the partner together with our industry partner have provided solid answers. We understand patient engagement retention strategically, not just tactically. Our slogan is, we stop the patient's disappearing act. And we do so by providing a simple and secure community portal through which we partner patients and alumni with sponsors beyond the clinical trial and outside of the clinical trial management systems or the supply chain management systems of the CROs and of the sponsors. On behalf of the sponsor, we offer a patients, all patients an opportunity to open their own account and register on our platform. This is voluntary and independent of the trial is carried out by the CRO or hospital staff during the screening process at the site. This allows the sponsor or the CRO to always communicate with patients even outside the trial process. So this is not a clinical trial management. What we have is a patient relationship management platform just like CRM, customer relationship management, but highly qualified and in accordance with all regulations and laws which are related to clinical trials. This, what we have is a real patient portal. Was there a challenge in creating something that would be accepted by the regulatory bodies of multiple different countries? I know that Be The Partner is in several different countries around the globe. Ah, yeah, thank you. This is a very important question as clinical trials principally run globally. Together with top-tier biopharmaceutical companies, uh, we have launched our patient portal in 26 countries, where 
the majority of all clinical trials are performed. What does this mean? Well, our platform has been adapted to the legal and regulatory requirements of these 26 countries, specifically the onboarding, collection, transfer, handling, and storage of personal and health data gathered from the patients. Additionally, the review of each platform page at our uh, site against the local law and the preparations of relevant legal documents like data authorization, terms of conditions, and privacy policy is in compliance with the relevant local or supranational legislation, for example, um, such as the European GDPR or the national US HIPAA. Outside of these 26 countries, we are currently active um, and we open here and establish our country with our partners and it takes normally a country four to six weeks. The platform is always translated to all the languages in these countries as we want that the patients feel home on the platform. So for example, in Malaysia, we work there with an industry partner the platform is translated to simplified English, simplified Chinese, Malay, and Tamil. We know that patients don't always make it to the end of a clinical trial. If a patient drops out of a study, how does that affect how likely they would be to participate in another? And how does that change how you approach your work? Yeah. Constant refusal and screen failure patients make the up the great majority of patients involved in clinical trials. Later during the trial, there are also dropout patients. We know from research and from publications that over 90% of these patients who go out early, who leave early a trial, are immediately interested in another trial. This also applies to patients who completed a trial. We also know that patients who learn at the end of a trial that they were, in a, for example, in a placebo group, usually want to participate again. The partner makes them all an offer to first participate, and we are able to interact here with recruitment companies or companies offering a recruitment marketplace. As we have the connectivity with these patients, they have an account on our platform. We can offer these and then can they use these services. How often are you interacting with patients through the communication portal and what do some of those communications look like? Yeah, we, we prepare for each trial with the trial team of the sponsor, a so-called patient communication plan. This is, if you like, so the backbone of what we do, a document where all communication, all measures here are laid down beforehand. And we discuss this with each trial team, how they want to talk with the patient or to the patient, and what are the news or data will be given to them. Once the patient has registered on our platform, it's an easy and secure process, he or she receives a personal, very warmly written welcome note via the account. Here, the patient gets information about the trial and also about on how we want to communicate. 
and what the patients over the term of the trial and beyond gets from us or from the sponsor via visa partner. The patient learns who the sponsor is, what the goals and the objectives of the sponsor are. And if there's a screen failure patient, the patient gets very early a thank you note and an offer through our other partners from recruitment companies to directly find another trial or what we've done also that one of our sponsor partners then offers directly other trials which may fit to this patient. Patients who remain in the trial will receive periodic or event-driven use feed as agreed with the sponsor beforehand in the patient communication plan. If requested by the sponsor, we also enter certain medical data from the patient directly into the account. This data sharing feature of our patient portal can be used by the sponsor after each visit, after select visits, or at the end of the trial. Sometimes it's for some trials good can switch off this data sharing functionality, but we do not recommend this finally. Data sharing is one of the most important means to show the patient that he or she is a real partner of the industry. And then it comes to the end of the visit. As of today, patients get, I'm very sure, a very warm handshake and thank you from the site staff. But then the patient virtually vaporizes. So on the partner, the patient at this moment gets a very personal thank you note from the sponsor with the offer to stay in contact for long term on the platform. This is an interest of practically all patients, as we learned in the last years, because they can get the lay summary of the study directly into their account and learn after months or even years how the further development of the product is proceeding and what the product is called or branded when it's launched on the market. These are information the patients don't have today. And by the way, during the whole trial period, and beyond, later in the phases when the patient is waiting, for example, on the, for the lay summary, we can send out on behalf of the Spencer experience surveys directly to the patients. Typically, and this is what we learned also, patients love to answer them if you wait for the right time and, and strike the right note. But patients love to answer these surveys. You just mentioned a lot of communication with the sponsor, and I'm curious if you could talk a little bit more about how you liaise with sponsors. Are you communicating with them throughout the entire trial? Are you acting kind of as a, an advisor to them kind of through some of these pain points throughout it, or is it mainly at the beginning? Yeah, mostly we talk in the beginning with patient engagement or innovation offices of sponsors, or um, trial teams come directly to us. So what we firstly have then, um, uh, what we settled first is a master service agreement with our industry partner, which includes a license for our platform. This can include one trial or all trials of the sponsor. Uh, we are very open there. And then we discuss, and this is very important with each trial team individually uh, and define the communication program before, during, and after the trial. What are the objectives here? Why do we want to stay in touch with the patients? And we lay all of this down, the frequency, how often we 
the sponsor wants to talk to the patient. We lay everything down in the so-called patient communication, pa sorry, we lay all down in the so-called patient communication plan. This plan is a backbone of our platform. And as I said, all measures are laid down here. Thomas, why, why do you think that communication is so crucial between sponsor and patient? What does that do when you have better communication, more frequent communication? How does that change the trial, the relationship? What is, can you contextualize that for us? Yeah, thank you. This is maybe the, the core of the whole thing and, and a very good question here. So it's a person behind the subject ID. It's a human being. And this human being has many reasons to, to accept a clinical trial. But the moment a person accepts participating in a clinical trial, you need to talk to these patients. It's, it's not a number, not a subject ID. It's a person and treat this person as a partner. And this is what be the partner, as our name says, is doing. Are you, how do you, are you solving for patient pain points or, you know, areas of friction before they happen? And are, are you finding those out through research and interviews? Are you trying to help troubleshoot as problems arise with the sponsor? What does that look like? Yeah, so we are not a clinical trial management tool, but through relationship management, we can also intervene when necessary. This was very important in, in spring or in summer of this year. For example, in several trials, we could help to explain the necessary measures to the patient that resulted from the COVID pandemic and also support them when the trial was stopped and now restarted. So speaking of that, how has the COVID-19 pandemic changed the way that you're approaching your work or maybe just the ways in which patients want interaction with uh, sites and sponsors moving forward? So, this is an important point. We already tried to give the patients a feeling of security through information and connectivity during trials that are going according to plan. So that these patients do not just feel like test subjects. Now, the outbreak of the COVID epidemic overtaxed everyone with delays, changes, or even temporary suspension of the trials. The trial teams as CEOs had to concentrate on solutions that were sometimes in conflict with the regulations and goals of the trial. The side staff faced problems because they already, the already complex trials procedures may have suddenly threatened to become more complex or even chaotic for them. And patients were unsure of what happened next. They were the very last in the communication chain. And they were, they are the most naive in the communication chain. They just don't know what's going on. So, and what we do is we bridge the sponsor, the side staff, easily, quickly, flexible, and extremely cost-effectively. 
with our platform that they can talk directly to the patient because the patient is on an account and the sponsor can directly let these patients know what's going on. And this feature we call Bridge, it's on Visa Partner Label, and we offer it now as a standard that whenever it happens that for example for a pandemic impact there are changes massive changes or even suspension of trials the patient can be informed beforehand and everything can be approved beforehand by the IRB how do you see the patient and sponsor relationship evolving even further in the future um, you know do you see more data sharing more contextualized data sharing what kinds of communication, like how do you see it kind of progressing, maybe because of the COVID pandemic and the ways that we've had to kind of shift, but also just in general as patients become more, as you say, partners in the research that we're conducting? Patients as of today already are mostly well-informed. They come to the clinic, especially if these patients suffer from chronic diseases. Um, they know very well about the indications. It's now about building them in, in, in the whole spirit and the system of a clinical trial, offering them a place where they can play, really play the role where they are. They are partners. And from a partner, you don't just take only data and don't talk with them more. So you have to communicate. And this is what we do here. And this is what is highly appreciated by, by patients. We, for example, are in a project now in Europe where kidney transplanted patients who will be for the rest of their life uh, in, in treatment and um, here we are in a very broad clinical trial long term uh, that the sponsor can talk to these patients this is highly appreciated on both sides and before I let you go I know you'll be presenting at the 2020 DFARM conference which is September 22nd 23rd can you tell me a little bit about what you'll be talking about there? Yeah, uh, thank you um, for all these good questions today. And yeah, if the audience is interested, we have a day one at farm. It's a Tuesday, September 2nd at 2.05 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. We have a session together with Takeda, with Jessica Scott, the head of the Research and Development Patient Engagement Office. So the um, name of the session is Takeda's collaboration with Be the Partner to Innovate for Patients. And here we will um, discuss on concretely how both sides, this not only us, but also um, a patient engagement office of a big sponsor. Well, thank you so much, Thomas, for taking the time to speak with us. Thomas Klein is the founder and CEO of Be The Partner, which provides a secure communication portal for clinical trial participants. And for more information on our own podcast, please visit theconferenceforum.org. Thank you so much, Thomas.
Thank you very much, Danny. Bye-bye.